guys. Welcome to the Full Spectrum Warrior Podcast. I'm James. I'm here with Navy SEAL Rich Graham, owner of Full Spectrum Warrior. How's it going, Rich? Good, good. It's exciting to be here today uh, out here at Deep Woods USA, our training facility here in Central Florida. And we're honored to have Chris Peranto and his team from Battleline Tactical here to join us. They're utilizing the property today to conduct some training. They got some pistol, carbine, combatives, all sorts of stuff going on. And Chris was nice enough to take time at his lunch break to come sit down with us and do a short 30-minute podcast. So we're really excited to have him here with us and to uh, to share some of the things that he discussed with us with you. Yeah, we got a chance to discuss his company, Battleline Tactical, and his charity, 14th Hour. So I hope you guys liked the episode. Here it is, Chris Peranto. We're here with Chris Pronto. Good job. You, guys, say you, did you it got right. it. Good yeah, job. you know, got it right. There we go. Pro. On the first one. Pro. First We're not going to show all the, but the 47 times yep. I tried it before that one, you know? So, uh, 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 well, then you'd be like all the YouTube shooters out there. <laughs> yeah. Did you oh, <laughs> See what you just did right there? Uh, see that? Oh, off the <laughs> top <laughs> rope. Passive aggressive. Close line. Right <laughs> so, you guys might know him as Tonto. Yep. So, uh, of Benghazi fame. Yep. So, we're, we're, uh, proud to have you out here. Oh, it's excited you. to have you here. And uh, so we appreciate you taking time off your lunch break. So Chris is out here training with his company, Battleline Tactical. Yep. It's really cool. They're they're using basically our entire ranch today. It is awesome. Because they yeah. got uh, a carbine course going on. They got a pistol, pistol course going on. Anything. You guys have your combatives going yeah. on. Yep. Um, so it's pretty cool. Tell us about your team and, and what you have going on well, with Battleline. Yeah, Battleline, we started it in, uh, a couple years ago. And it actually you know, exploded. Um, the training aspect of it and the stuff that we've done for the, the firearms training, I always feel, and, and we say, and I'm not saying this because I'm on your show, but we always just say full spectrum. You got to be a full spectrum. You got to be able to do, do everything correctly. So that includes combatives. That includes firearms. That includes the fitness aspects of it. And you have to implement it in. And the reason my belief is before I went to range battalion, I played college football. So being an athlete, I believe being in the operator community, operating, I like to use that term loosely. I think we throw it around too much, but being in the SOCOM community, there's athletes, man, you're athletes. Yeah. So you got to apply that to it. And when we came out and I started to train and I was an instructor, of, I, you know, you're always an instructor when you're on one of the team, you're with a team or a range battalion or a unit, you're an instructor period. you always are at some point, And you're also a student always, um, when I got out and started contracting, I worked for Blackwater. I started working with Blackwater Security. I actually was deploying, but then I was coming back back after deployments, and I was an instructor for Blackwater, whether on their select program, which was their OGA side of the house, and also doing some of their high-threat stuff. So it seemed like, I know we were getting some sun in my eyes. We're fine. It, it brightens up this pretty face. It's not really. It hides the wrinkles. Um, but I was an instructor from 2003, even during deployments for the next 10 years, like an official instructor where you, you know, you had the instructor title with multiple security companies, then also going on contracts with Ocean Hunter Group and instructing Afghani doing the FID missions. So uh, for an internal defense, for all you don't know, and I know most of you guys out there know from your audience probably know what that is, instructing the local security in either force protection or direct actions uh, missions, whether it was in Kabul or Kandahar or somewhere else in Afghanistan. So when Benghazi happened, and I did one or more deployment after Benghazi, I went to Yemen after Benghazi worked. When we came back and we finally said, you know what, I'm tired of this shit. We're going to tell the truth. Excuse my language for out there. We're going to tell the truth. We lost our jobs. We got our security clearances pulled. Thank you, Mr. Brennan. Appreciate that. It was nice of you. <laughs> uh, you're a nice guy. Um, but, you know, 
it just seemed like and you you do that you go on the tours you write you, know, you had the book you know and the, and the book wasn't something we wanted it was just like how are we going to do this 13 hours how are we going to tell this without getting it really getting it on an agenda we're not going the news doesn't matter you go cnn you're 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 left you go on fox you're you're right let's do, let's this is the best way to do it and you know there's a long story behind how we decided to do the book and how it went but we ain't got time to talk about it here we'll come maybe do another show one of these days but the, we did the book and for that first year during the book, at, we, we were very blessed. The producer, Three Arts Entertainment, who decided to do the book and, and help us with the book and get with Hachette, we didn't know at the time because we really didn't pay attention. They're also a big movie producing company. They also work with Michael Bay. And they oh, work with, gotcha. We didn't know. So, so they, they had an idea. They oh, knew. They, it wasn't yeah. like, hey, let's do a movie. Was, they, were, they were like, hey, mm -hmm. look what we got here. We yeah. got the book. I bet this... But it was a benefit because they were, again, and that's why I don't care. I don't play the political side of the right or left. They, they are. That, that whole group, if I bet dollars to donuts who they voted for last election. It was probably Hillary Clinton. I, I don't care. They treated us well. They were honest with us. And it opened my eyes to some other things out there. Like, hey, not everybody's a bad person because of their political leanings. But other than getting away from that, what they did is they took care of us. And they treated us well. And they had an idea to do a movie. And they did it right. And they kept us involved. They let us be part of the whole thing. And Michael Bay's the coolest dude in the world. He is. And Pablo Schreiber, porn stash, the guy that played me. I, <laughs> I have a much bigger, uh, more open view on 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 movie people that are in Hollywood. They, yeah. they were... They casted that pretty well. No, they did. Oh, yeah, those yeah. guys they really did cast on. that yeah, pretty well. Those guys, Paul, those guys worked. He well. is, and they and they worked. Hard. Those guys are blue collar actors, even Krasinski. Yeah. But they were the nicest guys in the world, most respectful guys in the world, and there wasn't one of them that that treated us poorly. And Pablo and I are actually still friends. I still talk to him every once in a while. But the book went on. But during that year, what I'm getting at, coming back to the battle line, is during that year or year and a half, you know, something was missing. I couldn't deploy anymore. I really couldn't. I mean, I could try, but. So I started, well, I did tactical training. Let's start training. And so we started Battle Line. And honestly, the name Battle Line came from me listening to two songs on the radio. Five Finger Death Punch, Battleborn. And then we also had um, Frontline. It was called, it was called, and it was from, it's a, it's, a, it's a Christian rock group. I know if I said it, you'd know it. And I always draw a blank on it. But um, it was called Frontline. It was two songs, and the words were like perfect. So I was like, well, I can't think of anything else. And every other cool, that's cool that domain's already, already out. I mean, yeah. they already yeah. had yeah, far base. Right. You know, you got full spectrum. I mean, all the cool names are out there. Like, yeah. screw it. Battle line. Put it together. Boom. Yeah, it works. And it, but the words from the songs fit in. The, the, the actual title mean that. You got to listen to the two songs. But we started training. And again, it just took off. But while I was training, I was learning really civilian side because a lot of the training wow. i was doing instruction was for either military or contractors which all of them are former military as well or or cia people which pretended they were military but at least they still put the effort in to try to be military i'm not talking about grand branch or grs you guys are spot on I'm talking about all the staffers that is an interesting that is an interesting statement though because i have a lot of clients who will come to me and they'll be like rich i want to learn like navy seal stuff and i'm like but it's irrelevant you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're, if you want to learn to protect your family yeah. and you don't have a team of eight to 16 yeah. dudes with air support and night vision <laughs> and, dogs, and IR lasers dogs and, and all this stuff and you don't have 300 rounds of ammo and you're not wearing body armor, like the tactics yeah. we're using yeah. aren't transferable. Now there's, there's the thought process and mentality and certain bits and pieces of tactics that we can help shape for you as a civilian yeah. for your home for your family but the the atmosphere the environment the the way the houses are built 
you know what I mean? Like everything's different. different. So we have to come from the, our military. In my opinion, we have to take what we learned with our military training and all that stuff. And then basically be able to translate that apply. into how does this apply for the everyday well, person? And, and that's, you know, honestly, when somebody asked that to me, I said, okay, go, go ahead. I got a 50 pound ruck on there. Throw that thing on, go run 12 miles with that thing. Come back. All right. Yeah. Once you pass that, we'll see if you're ready. I, I'm a total agreement. That's yeah. what battle. I had, I had to learn that, it was a, it was just from my own making mistakes. Like how much could I push people? And some people just stop. They don't want to do it. I, I remember I did one course in Oklahoma, tried to do some log PT and it was for a bunch of law, former law, yeah. law enforcement, for, they didn't want to do it. They're not their fault. That's not what they do. Yeah. I had to figure that out. But also I had also figured out too, that there's just flat range training too. Most people do the flat range training and they consider it now. Hey, I'm, I'm spot on. No. Yeah. We can still wrap it up a little bit. That's why you see us moving out. Yeah. That's why you see us adding a little bit of cardio in there. Not even close, but yep. li- not even close to what the teams did or what 75th does, but a little bit of cardio in there. And so you're getting a little bit of that heart rate up. Um, and that was just for the next two years of us having battle line. It's just been that me figuring it out. How do we do it? Now I finally got it. And also applying, going back to the athletic portion, you see me running stations. I hate watching people stand around. I hate having an instructor stand there and talk for eight hours. You shoot for part of that, but most of the time it's the instructor saying, you know what, this is this is how cool I am. That's how I see it. Yeah, I, yeah. Let's get them going. Be succinct, get them training, just like a football coach. My dad was a head football coach at, at two, major, uh, two small universities. He was an assistant a football coach at two major universities. They won the national championship one year when I was growing up. I got to hang out at Brigham Young when Jim McMahon, Steve yeah. Young, but Coach Laval Edwards, which was an icon. You know, he's that Paul Bear Bryant, those kind of coaches those days. Mike Holmgren was a quarterback coach. I got to see really how a team and leaders and how you're compressed for time, but you got to make the most out of that time yeah. and get as much in as you can. And you have to be spot on so when the game happens – you, know, you can't make a mistake. And so I was like, well, I know this. I played football through college. I grew up around my father, who's a, who is a perfectionist per se, let's say. That. But uh, there's a way to do this where we can always be busy, get as much in for the training that we can, and people are still going to come out and be like, man, that was a good training. Yeah. It was uh, walk away going, gosh, that was a lot of shit. Going, man, what just happened? Yeah. But then it sinks in. Yeah, it was good training. And I had to find the right instructors for that too which is why we have Ben and Benny and Ben, Ben Morgan is a fir- first Ranger bat. He was with triple candy for a while. So he's got the pedigree. Him and I also grew up together. We both lived in grand junction. He went to the crappy high school fruit. I went to the good. High school. <laughs> Almost made it. <laughs> Almost. I dated all the girls at his high school though. Oh, so, so, man. But long story, you know what? Cause I'm going down a rabbit hole a little bit is that you had to get the guys that could think on their feet. Also guys that were subject matter experts in their particular field. Benny is, he's, he's, and I have a knife combat instructor. That's, I mean, that's what he really does important too. Cause there's yeah. a lot of, yes. there's a lot of guys who are really good at doing the job, but, that's but they can't teach it. That's and those exactly. are two totally different skill sets. Exactly. Yeah. I yep. total agreement with you. And I, I've been doing edge weapons for 20 some years. I'm not an edge weapons instructor. So I have the guy that actually taught me doing when we do edge weapons. So if we do edge yeah. weapons, I'll bring him out, but it's being able to say, okay, guys, you have two hours. I'm not going to tell you what to teach. You know what you know what you need to teach. Yeah. Here they go. So you had to have a guy that was a self starter. You had to have a guy, a, a special. You have a guy from SOCOM. A guy you could say, okay, here's your bag of shit. Figure it out. Yep. All right, and teach it and make your make these guys proud. Do them well. 
and, and that's what I've done. It, it did take time. And, you know, with more time, we could tell how all that went through. But now that's how it is. So you see we training. I like to stay on that schedule and say, okay, rotate, rotate, rotate. I like how you, I like hours. how you tie in the football aspect of it, right? Um, I know for, for if people have ever been out to to our courses, full spectrum warrior, yeah, it's we're athlete. You got to yeah, be an athlete, yeah. Man. And we and a lot of times I'll correlate the different aspects of a drill or the breaking down the movement or the um, the the mentality of it. Yeah. And I'll talk about golf. I'll talk about basketball. We'll talk about football, mixed martial arts. And this is the thing. Most people who come out on the range from the civilian world, they can, they understand and can relate when we start tying it into sports. Yeah. But when we start talking to them about, you know, when we're in the military or this or that, they don't have uh, that understanding, even working with a law enforcement officer who carries a gun every day for work, it sits in their holster. They're not used yeah. to carrying their uh, their rifle or something like that every day on patrol. So the handling, the yep. co- the being comfortable with it in your hands, um, you become unfamiliar. But now, if you take that and you have students in your class who have played lacrosse or something like that, you can start to to correlate. Like, yep. hey, everything you did, like when you first picked up a lacrosse stick and you were just playing catch, it was cool. But then you started running down the field and trying to throw it. And it was like, you forgot how to throw a lacrosse ball. And now just the simple aspect of moving your feet under your torso and trying to, to manipulate the stick and to the coordination to time the ball, you know, under movement, it was like, you started all it over started again. Foreign. You're built. You're building those skills. You're applying we, all those different. But skills But a lot of these people, they can. They've played sports growing up, and and when we take away the, um, the intimidation factor, the fact that we're using firearms, yeah. and we're like, dude, just look at this like your martial arts. Look at this like your athletics. Um, part of it from being in shape, but part of it from the mentality of, of finding a way to start building a skill set, that's foreign to them. I found that always helped the people in our classes. I, I use the same analogies and the same, I, I, I apply the same principles when we're talking. I do, I know Benny and Ben do as well. Um, you know, stances, athletic stances. Yeah. It's saying, have you, have, you, have you played football? Have you played basketball? Have you wrestled? Same stance. Have you, you know, the, 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 the martial arts, the tactical UFC stuff, that is your fighting stances. Also, I agree with you, being able to do, being able to, if we're on camera, being able to do this. Yeah, can yeah. you shoot and move at the same time? That's yeah. what I say. Can you do this? Yeah, I always okay, go, then, then you shoot, sh- move, communicate. Then, then, that's what you hear then, like when we talk about operators, but right? That, but that's but that's, that's but all it is. But each one by itself is pretty simple. Then but you to got, do the three of them, to do, multitask your brain to do them at the same time, all of a sudden now it's like, but ah, that's when so you're doing this video. on podcast without the video. He was just I'm rubbing my tongue, yeah. Yeah. his tummy and tapping his head. It was beautiful. Can you chew bubble gum and walk at the same time? Yeah. Like, I use the same analogies. I say, have you played baseball? Have you thrown a baseball and ran at the same time? Have you played outfield mm-hmm. football? Have you caught a football while you're running? All right. Wrestling the same thing. Have you tried to grab, uh, do the opposite wrist grab while you're moving to do a takedown position? You are moving and doing a movement at the same time. You're moving your body and moving an appendage at the same time. It's no different than pressing that gun out and walking at the same time. And they do. You're right. It, it, if you can find something relatable, it makes put people at ease. Because like, okay, that makes sense to me. I get yeah. it. Okay. I could probably do this. It's simple tasks. And then over time, just like anything else, lacrosse is perfect. You play, did you play lacrosse or have you yeah, played? Yeah, I play, I play you lacrosse. Can run yeah. And throw, you can run and catch the lacrosse ball and throw at the same time. 
that's a skill set you've developed because you've made it a habit. You've done it enough times. Now it's, I don't believe in instincts. Instincts to me tells you your brain's not working. Your brain's always working. It's just sometimes it just works really fast. Yeah, it connects but, the dots quicker. Exactly. And that's what that habit forming movement, it's habitual. You've got yep. an habitual movement. You don't think about it. You don't think you're thinking about it, but your brain's like, oh yeah, I've done this before. And it just becomes natural. It's the same thing when you're out there shooting and when we're adding the athlete portion to it, the athletic portion to it, we're doing the walking and the running or we're doing the movements from position to position, which we want to get people to, not just the flat range, static, static press out, shoot mm -hmm. as fast as you can, 8 million rounds and come get to the next level. It's that developing those habitual movements, but you're right. We're just starting at a base level. They've got this group here pretty much has that flat range base level, which is in lacrosse or catching a football would be, I'm standing static, I'm catching a ball. Now we're starting to apply where now you're starting to walk and catch the ball. Yeah. Now you're starting to walk and throw the ball. That's what the positions are at now. And that's all athletic. It's all athletic. And so, so Chris, you gotta to, be an athlete. Just to, to kind of tie athlete. all that in. So like you're talking about, you know, get, you know, being athletic and yes. doing all these different things and, and just a different way of training. I know, you know, if you know anything about full spectrum warrior, Rich Graham, um, he's big on, training in different ways kind of uh you know out of the box the guy go beyond outside you know, the box stuff yeah. like that so at what point would you say that it hit you like hey man like i need to start thinking a little bit differently my mindset has to change a little <clears throat> bit so that i can up my training game. when when um you know I've, I've had a couple instructors with battle line and where we were talking too much and it's hard to be like everybody else you know i was like wait everybody's just out there we're just standing around talking talking fundamentals i get it not really applying it, but then going out and just staying static and just shooting. And there, I started to watch people's body languages. I have an instructor out there mm -hmm. and, and you start to see the shifting yeah. and you're losing them. Now going through college, very like me or not, I got a lot of college under my belt, but there's a pro time where there's diminishing returns. And there's times where I'm sitting at an instructor for three hours. I tuned him out the last two hours. It's yeah. the same thing, but that's what everybody does. That's what all the cool guys do. And I don't care if you like me or not. You, yeah. You're a cool guy out there. You can hate me if you want. Fine. I don't care. But I'm watching that going, okay, wait a second. I can't, I don't like learning that way. Yeah. Why are we teaching this way? And guess what? We're not doing anything different than the guy down the road. We got to do something different. Holy crap. I got all this other experience. I know I learned and at range battalion. I know in the teams, yep. we never did. No, you were always moving, whether yep. it was the, just did. And it, especially as a private, you're always running around. I mean, we, we would do where we're on a flat range and we would, instead of just being a flat range, guess what you got to do guys. You got to jump over that range shack before yep. you get on the range to shoot, <laughs> then bound down, then come back, jump over the range shack. I actually tried that at a course and I about broke somebody. I see that's right. I, I, had, I, I had to it's get too, I took it too far and I had to come yeah. back, you know, but that's, yeah, so that was my learning aspect of what I could do in the civilian side yeah. or, or with law enforcement. But um, that was, yeah, that, that was it. That was me looking and going, I'm bored out of my fucking head. Excuse my line. I'm bored out of my head. This is terrible. So, and I started thinking, you know what? I, 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 all this athletic stuff that I've done, I grew up playing sports throughout the year, throughout, you know, throughout my lifetime, all the way through college. I always treated as the military and being at Ranger Battalion or when I went to group or even being a contractor as being athletic, prided myself yeah. on being athletic. And that was what made it very easy for things to pick up being being able to do flow drills and stuff yeah. why aren't we applying it here and then yeah. it's fun and, and and i always found out too when people left the course if they were winded they felt like they had a good they day. accomplished something they did. like they, they, they put did. out they worked they could yeah. shoot eight million rounds but if they weren't winded or felt like they were a little bit fatigued 
they really didn't feel like they got training out of it. Even if they shot a million rounds out there, it's when yep. you've got a little bit of fatigue in them, they got a little bit of stress in them, they leave a little sweaty, a little sore. Man, I, they had a good day of training. Every yep. one of them. All your best training stories are like, man, this we went to this one training event, oh, I had to man. jump over a log I, and then throw it yeah, over yeah. my shoulder and then toss it down a hill, and run down and grab it. Like Those are always yeah. the best that's training awesome. stories. And, <laughs> and you're not always going to appeal to yeah. everybody, but yeah. you but you will appeal to, to most. And as the people that don't want that, that just want to come to a flat range, Okay, there's plenty of instructors out there. Go and go be with them. That's fine. You're not hurting my feelings. That's just not how I I think I envision it. I I know you're the same way. I'm just from looking at the facility. And you got the weight room and you got the log. I was looking at the log. You're doing the log like <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Yeah, let's throw some body armor on. No, don't do that. I'm too old for that. But it's it's just it's incredible. We're, the mindset is the exact same, and it's no it's no surprise that the mindset that comes from two guys that are from SOCOM, even though we're from different units. Yeah. I always tell so comes the mindset down deep. Doesn't matter if you're a ranger, PJ, CCT, SEAL, unit, doesn't matter. The mindset's still the same. It's always athletic. It's being yeah. athletic. Well, that's what I think. that's what I love about I'm like I I am sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, brother. I'd say to some of the some of the guys that when, when I was talking to your team yesterday, and I was just saying to them, like, the company, my company, Full Spectrum Warrior, is how I put together basically like a thought pattern into like, how do I take this thought process and make it something that you can just look at it and be tangible? I'm like, but I didn't really invent this. You know, this is a, a common pattern, a common group of habits yeah. that you see from anyone in, in our background that's successful. And even if you're a professional athlete or like we were talking about a professional mixed martial artist, you see it. You're, you know, the guys will, people who don't understand will go, you need to train, so that means you go hit pads. And it's like, well, hitting pads is only one small well, aspect, aspect of, of the it. bigger puzzle. Like, yep. you need to be fit, right? You need, like, a professional mixed martial artist has a, a, a mental coach yep. that's keeping their head in the game. They have a dietitian. They have their cardio trainer. Yep. They have their strength trainer. Then they have their technical skills. And I look so at technical skills as, as your actual ability to do Brazilian yep. Jiu-Jitsu, your actual ability to do Thai boxing or be a kickboxer or something like that, that's technical. But all the other stuff is what builds the foundation for you actually to yep. be able to execute the technical skills in a way that gives you an advantage over someone else. You're exactly right. It's so, just applying, applying all those bases and then rolling yeah. it into So it's one. cool to see how you guys approach that and watching the different dudes around the property, um, you know, uh, you know, execute those, yeah. those trade crafts and, and work with the different clients of different backgrounds. Cause you guys have tons of different people. You have, you have active always, duty guys out here. Yeah. You have some older gentlemen, yep. right? There's females. There's one female who has a, who's a double, double amputee. amputee. She's, she's, oh, wow. and, and she's, she's out awesome. there. She's just, she just out did there the rundown. Running running she did that 300 meter rundown for yeah. kicking butt. And, yeah. and you know, you've got, we've got three LEOs that are out here and they're, they're, all, they're actually, they're doing fantastic out there. So it is, it's, it's that mindset, man. Yeah. It's that athletic mindset of bringing it all together and, and that's you have to have the flat range stuff no, I, we'll, we'll go find somebody else to do just to stand and shoot a target yeah we'll do that a little bit to yeah, me that's a foundation to yeah. me that's calisthenics yeah so i want to touch on a couple of things so first off um chris like what would you say if you if you were to tell somebody that isn't 
you know, maybe they didn't have a sports background. Maybe they're just starting to get into shooting and stuff, and, and they want to build a foundation. Sure. Like, like where without going too far down a rabbit hole, where, where would you say a good start for that? Well, you, you and then and then same thing. You know, good good start. First off, find find a range and do it. Look at your instructors. Find one. You always got to start at the basics, just like anything else. When I started, you do start static. Go far and just get a good fundamentals course. Just look for a basic handgun, basic rifle. I would always recommend doing a handgun first. Most people have access to those first. But once you get that basic, then then look to different courses. Look to see if they're applying other aspects of training to it. Carbine plus maybe you put, I don't know what you, we call it, you know, carbine combatives. Mm -hmm. Or we do what we call a gunfighter course, which is, or we do throwing edge weapons in there as well. So you're learning other aspects of it. All right. Also look at instructors where you aren't just standing still all the time. You're doing drills as far as moving and, and moving as such. Um, and look at the facility itself. I, you know, I, I think, you know, I think if somebody searched full spectrum more training, they're going to see the weight room. They're going to see the obstacle course. To me, that's all right. This probably, if I want to go to that level, this is what I want. This is what, you know, but save the, the flat range stuff. And every once in a while, go back to that flat range, dust it off. You got to every, you know, just to, you, fundamentals, fundamentals, fundamentals. Do that in the indoor range, but then find a good outdoor range in your area. Look who's there. And there's always going to be videos on there. You, you have a great social media. Michael Billings is doing out the, who's doing the social media for you out there. He's taking all the pictures. You're going to find and see what's going on out there. And then move to the next one. But, but just be patient. Just be yeah, patient. Yeah, I think the Walk best through. thing that I that I got out of that is he didn't take that opportunity to plug his own company. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 that's, that actually, I've, I've done a couple of talks on that on, on um, no, I on guess YouTube. I didn't. Did I? No, it was good. It was good. But, no, but that's, but one that's of the big what I found out. Is, yeah, yeah is, is are you finding, because obviously we can't be everywhere at oh, one no, time. I, and you know I'm, not, I'm not the, you and, learn from everybody. Yeah, I learn from everybody. That's, that's a sign find, of a good instructor. But find the coaches who it's not about them. It's about you, you know? So that would be one of my advices to the people listening. Like if you're out there looking for a coach, right? Is the training session like their show off session yeah. or is the training session about how can they help you get over whatever that hurdle is that you're at? They're going to meet you where you are yep. and, and help you achieve that one next step. Right. And, and just add that next layer. It's so, it's so for an instructor, I want always tell people, I want you to put instructors out of business. Because I want you to do everything so right that you don't need us anymore. And that's fine. That's great. Yeah. That's perfect. The, putting yourself out of business is where I feel as instructors doing the right thing. Yeah. Because that's what I want. Yeah. And I love, need... see, yeah, I love seeing the smiles when people start yeah. to get it too. I had this old, she's 70. She couldn't even rack a gun. This is a Colorado course. Couldn't even put the slide forward. Couldn't even rack and get it. She came to a home defense course. She's out there. She came through three of our courses. She was punching out clearing rooms like doing angles corners that was awesome like holy crap and, and ben she ben worked with her immensely because she's in Colorado. ben that's how a testament to ben morgan tremendous instructor that's awesome i get chills yeah. thinking about because that made me so happy yeah. I'm like oh my gosh dude, you've improved in a year look what you've gotten i've actually seen that a lot in the dog world i'm not going to call anyone out on this but i've seen people for example take something like tracking like teaching, first they're teaching the dog to track. It's like the dog knows how to track. We're just communicating like, this is what I'm asking you to do. Like when I say this, this is what I'm, I want you to do for me. But you can literally teach 
the dog, right? I'm doing that with little. What are these? What are these? If you're listening, <laughs> what are those little things you do with your I'll fingers? Do, I'll do it so everybody see. Yeah. At first, side. I thought yes. you didn't know what to do with your hands. Yeah, Ricky, Ricky, I but do like, that, with Ricky Bobby. But like you, you, you can literally have a canine handler team doing tracking in two days, and then from there you get into the actual tactics of tracking and yeah. going through really thick bush and equipment management. But there's people who take tracking and they'll make it into a six month long course where you have to come train so many days a week for, for six months and they draw this thing out and they make it way more complicated than it needs to be. But what happens is like you never get the secret. Like you have to keep coming back. And from my aspect of it, it's like if you're, if you have to continue to teach someone on the same topic, yeah. right. Of the same thing, then then you're failing as a coach. You're failing as a coach. Right. Yeah. That because I it should that be like, hey, I taught yeah, you, you this. Now let me teach you on you know a different aspect of it. But yeah. you should be able to do that on your own. You should be proficient. That's why here you don't see us hit on fundamentals just right at the beginning yeah. a little bit because this isn't a fundamentals course. I was finding that in a lot of the courses that were out there, even with other instructors that I had. Every course, the first day was back to fundamentals. Like, guys, I get it. Fundamentals are important, but that's not what they paid for. Let's get the fundamentals. Let's do this little base, see where they're at. If we have somebody that is still not where they need to be, I got three instructors. Somebody will work with them, but we can't hold up everybody else that is past that fundamentals. But that also goes to everybody that's going to sign up for a course. Yeah. If it says advanced carbine or it says gunfighter, Pick make the right sure, course. Make sure you're where yeah. you need to yeah. be. But that's right. it's exactly. interesting because that's one of the things that we get like the the counter argument to what we do out here when we're teaching people like muzzle dis the first one of the first things I teach personally is muzzle discipline and we do it's my warm up drill it's one of the ways I study the class. You, well, you, ha- so, you have to assess. You have to see who yeah. exactly. Safety. So yeah. if you're He's talking about movement first. and yeah. footwork and body position all, like from martial arts and oh, sports. Yeah. Like I'm watching who's actually comfortable moving because there's a lot of goofy, yeah. awkward people. And if they're goofy and awkward just in moving their body and we haven't even brought a gun out yet, I kind of have an idea of what they're, where they're going to be what at. What their once, capabilities What are. their capabilities yeah, is. Yes, definitely. So I use it personally, one, as a way to evaluate the group, but also it's like there's a lot of people who are on the flat range mentality, right, of those people aren't ready to learn muzzle discipline. Yeah. You need to put in years and years and years. You need to be do, doing sub second draws yeah. inside, you know, the yeah. 10 ring, you know, under like, all that stuff before you can move and, and yeah. handle the weapon and do muzzle discipline. And I'm like, but these people already have a concealed carry license and they're already carrying <laughs> yeah. the gun every day around yeah. their children and, in and, their car. And you know, that yeah. as long as you pay the state money, they're yeah. going to give yeah. you So why, like, wouldn't, why wouldn't we teach the muzzle discipline Right parallel into the shooting skills so that we can have their weapons handling match because because speed you can spend your entire yeah. life chasing a timer yep you know i, uh, I, I don't know what your th- thoughts are uh, oh your blue box of death i don't i throw it out every once in a while when we do some stress and also yeah. have some time in but me as far as speed if, if you can't hit the target i don't care how fast you're going anyway and if you're, you fly, if fast you're, enough, if you're yep. flagging everybody it doesn't make a difference to me at all you, you'll get with speed a little bit. The speed will come. Also, dang it, they, they built so many different light triggers nowadays. <laughs> you can <laughs> add speed to the yeah. mechanical portion. Of it. But my thing is efficient. You be yeah. efficient. I'm never the fastest shooter. I'm not the fastest shooter out there right now. I'm not. 
but I am efficient shooter and I know how to shoot on the move and I know how to do it under duress because not because I'm anything special because I've had people pound that into me over years of training. And then I was also, I was lucky enough or unlucky, everyone look at to be tested. So I know how to do it. And that luckily to be tested late in my career when I had the the maturity to handle it. Yeah. (laughs) So I, so that being said, I, I am I am not a big proponent. Like, that's why the YouTube thing I just did, like the the shooter, the YouTube fun. Yeah. No, I don't believe it. Bah, 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 bah. Go go be a competition shooter. There's a place for that. Yeah. Go. That's fine. The so tactical cr- environment. No. You be efficient. Yeah. Be efficient, and efficiency brings speed. But you're not a YouTube sensation. I, I that's not a tactical to me. That's that's not tactical at all. I and I know I'm gonna get hit on that a little bit. I don't care. Yeah. I don't feel that way. Well, I've watched a lot of the videos on people in. I'm sorry. Could you? I keep cutting. I know you're trying to because I. Know he's trying to keep us on track. He's awesome. He's doing a good job. Trying to keep us on track. He's like, you guys are running out of time. Chris has got to get back on the range. So I know. Just so everybody knows, we actually have Chris is out here actively teaching a course right now. We're doing this on his lunch break. So I'm trying. I'm trying my best here to keep these guys on track because they will go down. Okay, so let's do this because we know Chris has to get back on the range. Tell me about real quick. Take a couple minutes to tell us about the fourteen hour foundation. Fourteen hour foundation uh, started a couple years ago. It is a double edged sword with foundations because you have to promote it a little bit, but then you get the ones out there. Look how the great things I'm doing, and and they're really not. (laughs) So to me, it's hard. My wife handles a lot of it. Tanya, she's she's wonderful. But we've been able to raise close to two hundred thousand dollars in the last two years, and that's not, that's just that's just doing getting out there, and, and people are finding out about. It. And the reason we're able to raise money is because we've been also able to donate. Geez, in this last week, last two weeks, fifteen grand went out the door, and that's awesome. great, though. Yeah. But so now I'm saying, oh my gosh, it's starting to pick up. We may have to start to promote it a little bit more. Bottom line is though, is that the money is going. I don't get none of it goes in my zero zero goes in my pocket. None. Um, it all goes to everyone though. Cause I work with other foundations were, and they're great, but some just were for Rangers. Some were just for seals. Some were just for police officers. Some were just for uh gold star month. And that's, that's fine. Yeah. But I was like, we can't need something for everybody. So mine does everything. And I give money to other foundations. There's yeah. no competition. So yeah, it no, 14th hour foundation. It we've, we, we, we help everybody out. Um, and, uh, we help other foundations out and, God bless everybody that's been donating to it, but we've been able to raise a bunch of money. But now I'm starting to feel people are seeing that. Oh my gosh, yeah, Tano's actually he's doing what he says he's gonna yeah. do. So now I'm getting more applications. So <laughs> yeah. now I got to figure out a way how to raise more money, but without going out there and going, oh look how awesome yeah, fourteenth hour is. <laughs> yeah, but he has to. Get, but that's why I have my wife. She knows how to do that stuff. But I'm glad it's helping people, and I love when guys come and they say, "I, I really." You know, and most veterans out there that ask for it, they do, and, he, and they do, they're so they they're hurt. They're like, "I really, I hate asking for this." I because I, 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 I they feel that's and most of them don't want to do it. They don't pride and they don't. I'm like, I like no, you you, yeah. you need this. Well, I only need this much. No, how much do you really need? Yeah. Well, the bill was three thousand. I only need two. No, you need three. Get yourself back on your feet and get your family in order. And that's what's beautiful about it. And um, it takes, if you're applying, it takes a lot of, there's a lot of paperwork for it. That's just the IRS. Get through it. You're going to get the money. And it doesn't matter. I gave 300 bucks for a sergeant that couldn't pay her car bill. Gave $7,000 to a New York City police officer that needed his son to go to a special needs school. 
that's the that's the the parameters that we're looking at. And I love fourteenth hour fourteenth hour foundation. And what's yeah, the website? Or? It's just fourteenth hour dot net. Fourteenth hour. And if you search fourteenth hour foundation, or if you just search me, Chris Tano Pirano, okay. it comes up on my website with battle line fourteenth hour. And then we also have the Facebook pages, the Instagram pages. I don't do Twitter. I used to. Twitter's such I a don't mean do evil. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just so negative. You'll spend it's your like entire the, day I, fighting, I fighting with people. It's like Twitter. the bathroom stall. I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you're, you're right. It's like everyone's just sitting there typing what they're going to write on the bathroom wall. Go, you know what I mean? God, it's ridiculous. But, and then we have you know, Battleline Podcast, which spurned off Battleline. And that was wonderful. And the reason being is because I just got tired of the mainstream media. Yeah. And I got tired. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm just do my own thing. This is this is the future of media. This is what we're yeah. doing here. The grassroots stuff. People are really getting true media. They're getting true people. They're getting true stories. They're not getting something that's trying to fill an agenda. Yeah, we're yeah, taking it back to the round table. That's right. <laughs> it is. Well, we appreciate having you. And, and oh, I'd like to, Thanks, uh, on behalf of Full Spectrum Warrior and, and the Thanks, team, brother. we'd like to awesome. pledge. I'm going to pledge $500 oh, to Oh, dude, you're awesome. Thank you. I know it's you. not the, a crazy giant check, dude, you, but we'll, we'll help out where we can. The money that's been raised has been stuff like that. Yep. It's never, I, nobody's, I wish yep. somebody would come. Here, here's half a million dollars. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's course, not that'd be awesome. <laughs> but, but maybe one, day, maybe one day yeah. when we're filthy rich no. and we can be philanthropists, we <laughs> can do that. But and at the same we'll time, we'll just start passing it back and forth. Yeah. We'll help where we can, right? And also, I'd like to give you. One of our, it's nothing crazy, oh, but it's a sweet. full spectrum warrior bottle. And I noticed that the guys on your team yes. are all wearing uh, your crosses. So yeah. one of the things on the bottle, like one of our things is trying to build uh, strong Christian men. And I'm not the shining example of that. Me neither. If you can tell by my mouth just on this yeah, podcast. But we're trying. So yeah. I think you'll really like that cr- uh, scripture oh, there. Yeah, I, I know. Yep. I know, you know that one? Yeah. I said, I. I was one of those, like my mom, I was forced to go to, you know, kicking yeah, and screaming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't want to go to church. But no, I, I am a, I, I know there's God. I don't need to believe it. I know yeah. there's God out there. So no, I definitely, bro. Believe Very cool. Yes, so yes. if you could, why don't you read that real quick? Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. And it's first Corinthians 16th, 13-4. So, 16, I say 16, 16. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so 13-4. That is, that is one of the, the pillars of what we do with Full Spectrum Warrior. And I, I know from meeting your team and, and seeing how you guys are, are teaching and, um, you know, obviously you guys are wearing crosses and, yeah. and, you know, I've, I've talked to yeah. them and, and you guys are all believers and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's one of those things. And I, the, the hub when you look at at the logo of the circle of the swords right yeah the the That's middle cool. the hu- middle of the hub right because that used to be a wheel but the but the center the core the thing that holds everything together is having is our faith and without that everything else crumbles yeah. and it's all temporary That's right i lost so, i lost that faith for a little bit when all this public figures and i found it again yeah, I, yeah god kind of put me to my knees and said ah oh, that's yeah. a what's a whole other talk we could talk. I'd love he finds to, talk, a way to bring that up, but he's like, "Hey, and talk yeah. on hey, that. you're that, you would know, be, that would be a very powerful I'd love yeah. to. conversation." Because oh, yeah. the pride gets you in trouble. Pride can be a deadly sin if you let it. And yeah, I let it get to me. And he, he, he I got a lesson taught, but it was a good lesson learned, and it got yeah. me back to where my faith needed to be. Very the, cool. Yeah, the uh, yeah, the, the materialistic things out there, and uh, drinking, and and women, and I was divorced at the time. It, you let that thing get out of control. It can be a very evil, bad place, and Satan's always trying to pull you down that way. Yeah, hole. yes. And he almost did, but no, I, I got, I got humbled, and it was great, and I came out yeah. of it like, man, 
Well, Trump. definitely have to do another one. We'll come. We'll yeah. come back and to I, all that. So, I Chris, will. we'll get you out there on the range. You got, so you I know, get back to your guys. guys <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thanks for coming thanks for out. Thanks for coming on. God bless yeah, you. Appreciate Rich, it, Rich. I'll see you again, man. Thank thanks, you, buddy. Man, that was a really good. That was a really good episode. So, thanks again to Chris Pronto for coming out and doing a podcast with us. Uh, Rich, what'd you, what'd you take from that? I thought it was really interesting to see uh, that their whole team. And, and this might not be your thing and it doesn't have to be, but for me, it, it was interesting to see that uh, the whole team was a bunch of Christian dudes and not all of them have been that way through their career. But I know as we're trying to build men and strong men of faith, it's one of those things where a lot of times we find guys in the warrior culture are very quiet about their faith because they're afraid that... Um, People will judge them or you can't be a warrior and, and, you know, follow Christ or anything like that. So it was interesting just to talk with some of the guys and just see what their outlook was on that. I know we just touched on it on the podcast. So I know that's a whole nother, nother, but, uh, to me, that was one of the interesting things from, from meeting the team outside of the obvious. I thought it was interesting that even though you guys are from different backgrounds, you have very similar philosophies on training and, and how to get to where you are and, and that you promote to train with everybody. Just take as, get as much training as you possibly can. So Rich, why don't you tell everybody where can they get that training from? Awesome. So definitely check out Chris's company again, just to recap battle line tactical and his nonprofit, the 14th hour foundation. And that is a net website. And you can check out Chris at real Chris Peranto, um, on Instagram. And then it's official battle line tactical on Instagram. Ours is fullspectrumwarriors.com. You can check out my personal Instagram page, Full Spectrum Warrior USA on Instagram, or uh, the company one is FSW Inc. at FSW Inc. And then you can check out our YouTube channel. Thanks again to Chris Peranto for coming out. I hope you guys really liked that episode as, as much as we did. And uh, go out and get trained.